0: You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm the little kid that watches the ice cream cone crash into the pavement. You know, (laughs) you're the kid, the kid that
1: sits on the front step because his dad's going to pick him up to go fishing and the dad never shows up. Oh, wait, that was me.
0: Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Kura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is awesome! Shit! Okay. We are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. It's Travis Cura with Brazilian tie. Just getting to the end of week four of the CFL season. It is just flying by. Uh, over the weekend, I uh, I did the announcing for the Alberta Football League championship the senior men's league in the province man that was a fun time the Central Alberta Buccaneers beating the uh, Edmonton Elite and the the reason I bring this up Ty, there was uh there was a fellow in the booth with me i think he's involved with the officials and i'm going to sound like a jerk i do think his name was uh mike we had a, we had a conversation uh, after the game and he said he listened to the podcast.
1: Only psychopaths remember somebody's name on the first
0: like you know, Okay. Like, thank when you. When he only told once, so it's fine. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so if I got it right, maybe I am a psychopath. But he did say uh he he said I don't know why, but I listen to the podcast. <laughs>
1: That's, that is the fairest con- like like that I'll take it. But, I mean, I can't... I don't know why he does either.
0: <laughs> I, I think he may have given us a new slogan. <laughs> oh, my God. You should listen. I don't yeah. know why. But, <laughs> but I mean, check it out. <laughs> We're so good at... Uh, at selling ourselves, making sure that you'll come back and listen again, and if you listen long enough, I'm sure you'll disagree with Brazilian tie and uh, get in another argument with him.
1: <laughs> if you if you listen long enough, you'll realize that I hate every team equally, unless it's Calgary, because I hate them just a little more.
0: Maybe you're the the Glenn Suter
1: of Two and Out. You know where? No, I'm I'm way too smart for that. <laughs> Don't get me started. I just we just finished the Winnipeg Calgary game, and I was seething at, in the last three minutes.
0: This is where where Rider fans think he hates their team too much, but then mm-hmm. um, opposing fans think he loves the Riders too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that, it has nothing to do with either one of those things for me.
0: <laughs> and. Before we really get going, I should give a congratulations to the Steve Dangle podcast winning a nope. Canadian Podcast Award after Two and Out gets nominated for the second year in a row, always the bridesmaid tie.
1: And I, it's losing to him is like losing to a person in fantasy that doesn't start a defense. I don't count it and I don't care. <laughs>
0: Oh we're a part of the Alberta podcast network and this episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Al- the Alberta Association of Optometrists proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens parents can easily miss their child's eye problems. Issues can occur in only one eye making them difficult to notice. So the earlier an eye health or vision problem is identified, the more likely it can be corrected. Like if you're me in high school, sitting in the back of the class, not taking notes because mm-hmm. I just can't read it.
1: <laughs> yep. Or if you're if you're me and you get stung by a wasp behind your safety glasses, and you have no peripheral vision out of your left eye for a week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the I See, I Learn program provides an eye exam and free glasses if needed for kindergarten age children. 25% of kids begin first grade with an undiagnosed eye problem. To book your child's eye exam, please visit optometrists.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across the province. Members are highly trained regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ab.ca Join to and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em and show Kura and Ty what you got. They are what we thought they were. Just
1: click cflfantasy.tsn.ca Enough of talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca
0: all right, Ty, before we talk into the games that actually happened, should mention quickly the Edmonton Elks have had three consecutive days. No more positive uh, tests within the organization. It does appear that their 10-day isolation period will end on Tuesday. Facility reopening in on Wednesday, just in time for Labor Day in Calgary.
1: I should say that we've seen it happen before, maybe not with in professional sports so much with this thing but we've seen people a whole families when isolation think they're getting out and the day before it all goes to f- so i am not getting too excited yet it is great news that it's been three days or a few days in a row without a positive test so that's good it appears that they've kind of contained it and isolated everybody but not out of the woods until everything is a go i'm, I'm just not getting my hopes up for a doubleheader monday yet just because i've been hurt so many times before
0: Mark me down for the uh, optimistic side. I, I oh, think weird. weird. I,
1: <laughs> I, I, I think that's gonna happen. Let's. Uh, I, I, let's... I think so too. I'm. Ju- I'm just not getting my hopes up, but I think it will happen. I'm just gonna wait to be happy about it.
0: Okay. Okay. Th- that's probably a good plan because. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're like me, I. Uh, you're you're setting
1: you set yourself up for so much disappointment. It's, oh, it's baffling.
0: I am <laughs> the little kid that watches the ice cream cone crash into the pavement.
1: You, you know, you're the, kid, over and you're the over. kid that sits on the front step because his dad's gonna pick him up to go fishing and the dad never shows up. <laughs> oh wait, that was me.
0: <laughs> Friday night football, the Hamilton Tiger Cats walk into Hamilton with Dane Evans as their starting quarterback and win 27 10 tie. The tie cats looked like a completely different team here with Dane Evans mm-hmm. leading that offense.
1: Yeah. And obviously he's at a hundred percent. Uh, we talked or I shouldn't say we, uh, Orlando Seinhauer mentioned last week when the depth chart was released and, and Masoli wasn't practicing that it wasn't performance related. Uh, that it was an injury and if so then maybe that did have something to do maybe he was banged up you know from the start or you know at least in the second game uh but now they if they can keep winning with dane evans i don't know how they go back to Masoli. like it he took over in 2019 took him to a great cup uh you know comes in he's one and oh now this year i i just, i know i've said before you can't lose your job to injury but i, I don't know maybe the injury is just the excuse they're using, and maybe he's not that banged up. I don't know. It I, it just it just, it just worked.
0: Mark me down as a fan of Jeremiah Mazzoli. I was hoping for him oh, to have, uh, have success this year. It, it did appear that he hurt his ribs against Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. and uh, that was one of the, the reasons that Dane Evans got the start this week. But I... I feel like they just have to keep going with what worked for them at this point.
1: I think so too. And, you know, we talked about it and it's been mentioned on Twitter by a couple of people that the offensive line was doing Masoli no favors, uh, you know, with, with the tackle situation or the left tackle situation, you know, being the rookie and all that stuff. But, you know, if, if Missoli's banged up, it, it's hard to play. If you're not at a hundred percent, it's hard to be the Jeremiah Masoli that he was, when you know before he got hurt in 2019 this is a guy that can extend plays and and can can change the out, outlook of a game or outlook of an entire play uh you know with with being able to scramble and stuff and dane evans can do that too but they're two i i don't know how similar they really are uh you know but dane evans comes in and the offense seems to to not miss a beat and in fact it looked way better and if that's the case i i don't know how you go back to Masoli at this point i know that the money and everything comes into play but there's a team to the northeast of, of Hamilton that's probably looking for a starting quarterback that would maybe would be willing to make a trade at some point this year if, if they're gonna you know put all the eggs in one basket with Dane Evans.
0: I've seen that kind of thrown around a little bit with uh, the Red Blacks. You know, uh, I didn't say <laughs> look, it. Well, here here's <laughs> the thing. I I don't think the Ty Cats. It's so early in the season that I yeah. don't think the Tie Cats want to give any edge to a divisional rival. Nope, um, nope. and so- I, I
1: don't even know if they do it. I, but at the same time, you don't want to lose them for nothing if you're going to go with Dane Evans and let Masoli walk.
0: I know, I know that that's that's part of the battle here because I, I think mm-hmm. the Thai Cats are going to want that insurance. If one of them actually yeah. gets seriously injured, then then yeah. <laughs> then you, you want to have the guy with experience to walk into there. But but Montreal's defensive line was able to get to Evans too. It, it's not like he mm-hmm. wasn't feeling pressure. He got sacked seven times, and he I think he is that's where no the balance. health comes
1: into it, though too.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very true. I, I mean, if you are got banged up ribs, uh, getting sacked seven times isn't going to be good for you. Yeah. Evans did have four carries for 24 yards, and he only threw for 183 yards, uh, mm-hmm. two touchdowns there. But the key stat is no interceptions. The, the Ticats were able to protect the ball there and this game was really close uh I know they end up having a 17 point win but going into the fourth quarter it was 13 10 tie cats it was very close and this is still without Braylon Addison and it's essentially with nothing going on from Brandon Banks I I know he was in the return game a little bit. Frankie Williams had to exit the game. He did have the one rushing play, twenty-one yard gain, and there there was mm-hmm. a throw where if Evans was able to connect to him, Banks was probably gone for a long, long touchdown. But so far this season, I, I know that defenses are paying attention to him, but he's not he's not producing the numbers we've come uh, to be accustomed to when it comes to Speedy B. Yeah
1: two catches for five yards yeah that (laughs) the thing that baffled my baffled me this week was we only had three games we knew early on in the week that there's only going to be three games the prices didn't change on cfl fantasy and they made it ridiculously hard to set a lineup
0: yeah that is uh that's a big big thing
1: brandon banks hasn't done anything this year and he's still fourteen thousand dollars
0: yeah, that, that has to
1: change going into Labor Day. No, it has to. It won't, because nothing on that website is done properly. But it's a joke. Like, there, how? Like, I get it that you know he has the ability to be a, a game breaker. I get that. But at some point, what have you done for me lately comes into effect, and the price has to drop down. And what if somebody puts him in his lineup at nine thousand dollars or something like that? They go down. I don't think they go down that much, but. They put him in when he's a bargain, and then he goes off for 150 yards. Well, then you can bump him. You can start bumping him back up. But the people that trusted to take him that week should be rewarded. Like nobody's take. Like if if somebody took him at fourteen thousand dollars this week, I'm sorry, but have you been watching anything? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's unacceptable. Well, Stephen
0: Dunbar had the $14,000 performance for the Tie Cats making his CFL debut, 6 catches, good, 95 good, yards good and a beautiful Good thing he showed up touchdown. on the website
1: at, at an hour before
0: kickoff. <laughs> 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 and that catch, very first drive oh. for the Tiger Cats. Welcome to yeah. the CFL. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. I mean, <laughs> it looked like the Tie Cats were <laughs> they were going to yeah. trounce Montreal a little
1: bit here. And you know, like you said, great throw from Dane Evans. Put it where only Dunbar was going to be able to catch it. He makes the play, gets the catch, first career touchdown. Uh, and it looked, but it looked like they were well on their way, like I said, to a route, But we saw that in Saskatchewan score early, then nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, there was a there. You know, the, the caution flags out. Like I mean, let's see what and and nothing happened really. It was a pretty pedestrian football game until the fourth quarter. But what a what a performance
0: by Frankie Williams. Um, he, he had mm-hmm. a 67-yard punt return. The Cats ended up only getting a field goal out of that. He ended up having an interception that became yep. uh, Kalinic touchdown. As for the Montreal Alouettes, I mean... The penalties at key times again right there there was the big return mario alford on the missed field goal putting them into really nice field position and i it was a key part in the game when the owls were only down by three there ends up being that illegal block well look at that the the alouettes are starting from their own goal line basically yeah. and then a few drives later they throw the interception the tie Cats pull away and and then you know end up finishing finishing them off there. Um, that's gotta hurt. Those those penalties need to stop. The, the Alouettes' offense had momentum later in the game. Quan Bray takes the face masking penalty, offensive pass oh. interference. You know, instead of being a second and ten or whatever, it becomes a long ways to go for the first down. And Vernon mm-hmm. Adams Jr. struggled most of this game. Tie.
1: Yeah. Um it was pointed out in week one or not week 1, I guess week 2 that Montreal's first game he's not taking any checkdowns and he still isn't. And I wanted to bring he's, that up because he's forcing the he's forcing the ball to Eugene Lewis. Everybody knows where that where the ball is going.
0: Oh. There's <laughs> that the guy's covered by three defensive backs and he's throwing yeah.
1: Meanwhile, standback's open 7 yards from the line of scrimmage with a with the defender Nowhere within ten yards of him, and he's not getting thrown the ball. Granted, stone hands lately, but I mean, what if you keep? It's insane. It is the literal definition
0: of insanity. So I was gonna, I was gonna say with William Stanback, you know, he doesn't have a catch on the season, and there have been times where, well, yeah, you, you should have caught that one. Some of them are behind them. Some of them are low. Mm-hmm. It appeared in the second half that he just didn't trust them, and he didn't even no. consider it as an option. You know? Yeah.
1: And at that point, something like, something has to change. Like, like you said, double, triple coverage on Eugene Lewis, and he, that's still the first option. Like, what are we doing here? And I get, I get it that he it seems like he's lost confidence in the stand back, but. How, how are you supposed to gain it back he's supposed to gain that confidence back if you're never going to give him a shot
0: yeah I guess he did have the one catch for two yards that's it two uh, yards <laughs> yeah <laughs> the <laughs> the tight cats really shut him down on the ground 12 carries mm-hmm. for 40 yards big Ted Laurent that, that's it's the, the that's second the other game.
1: thing they're only running the ball 12 times
0: yeah because that completion percentage 16 for 31 Oof. and I know there were some drops but there's a lot of forced balls in there that interception yeah. um that that wide side throw in the CFL is probably the hardest throw to make in in and the league
1: off, it, yeah. if your timing's off if your timing's off that six points the other way
0: yeah you get picked off just about every time yeah um they they need to figure that out. They need to establish William Standback. It, it's just uh, it hasn't been. Basically, that first half against Edmonton, <laughs> we haven't mm-hmm. really seen much from the Alouettes' offense
1: since then. No, and it's it's worrisome. I mean, like B.J. Cunningham, fifty-nine yards. Winnicky fifty. Lewis forty six yards on six targets, only three catches. Like, yeah, they're spreading the ball out, but it just seems like he's making he's not making good decisions uh, when he needs. Like, you don't need to throw the ball thirty yards downfield every time. You can go down the field ten yards at a time. That's fine, but it just seems like he's trying to make that big play because he just feels like he needs to spark the team. I don't know. I don't know if you think if he's overconfident in Eugene Lewis. Because, uh, I mean, he has made some real good catches. Uh, but, I mean, teams have figured it out. And if they're not going to run the ball, if they're not going to run the ball, that this offense becomes real one-dimensional and easy to stop.
0: Montreal's defense kept a in it. They, they mm-hmm. kept it tight. I mean, to Hamilton's credit, they, they were able to limit Montreal as well. But that uh, Montreal defensive line... Uh, Michael Wayfield able to get pressure. Woody Barron, David Menard had a nice game. Uh, those guys are able to get up the middle and make some noise in the mm-hmm. backfield.
1: They were they were giving yep. Hamilton some trouble. They got they got to Dane. They, they disrupted the pass game a little bit. But I mean, if you can't rely on the defense to win you at football, like I mean, you can. But it at some point they're gonna, there's going to be breakdowns, and we saw that in the fourth quarter. It just did not end well. Um I mean both 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 defenses I thought played real well and then the fourth quarter was just a breakdown.
0: Well, shout out to Sean Thomas Erlington there who uh yeah. he finally gets himself 10 carries. He had 73 yards and a touchdown uh including in the fourth quarter uh the last drive of the game where <laughs> they were just running every play It was clear, mm-hmm. they were making the yards The defense was worn out Including that incredible I mean, once in a while You, you try the hurdle on Madden And you just get hammered anyway
1: Or, or you fumble
0: <laughs> Yeah Sean Thomas Erlington with the Perfectly tied hurdle mm-hmm. I, That'll be a gift That'll be on Twitter forever That was That was quite uh, the play By him
1: when we when we see the top fifty plays at the end of the year, that that's going to be in there.
0: Yeah, that that was. I, I don't cool. think that's
1: even up for debate at this point.
0: So both teams moving on to Labor Day. The Hamilton Tiger Cats ha- actually having their home opener as the Labor cool. Day Classic against the Toronto Argonauts.
1: And it's about time they start clicking because it it looked like it wasn't going to go well. Well, and here's the deal with the whole Elks Argos
0: thing. The Argos got a lot of preparation time for Labor Day.
1: Yeah, I would assume that they have maybe been practicing with some days off here and there. But I mean, you got two weeks of you know just solely uh, working on a game plan and, and game film for the Tiger Cats. If you're the Argos, the, the second year game was canceled. That it's time to turn the ship around and and start focusing on Hamilton because uh, if if you can get a split, and, but I, I mean a sweep is obviously what they want. And it's, it goes a long way to, to getting a home playoff game.
0: Montreal will be playing Ottawa, where On we got to talk Friday. about them. <laughs> we got to talk about them right now. It was a 24 12 loss to the BC Lions. Um, this is actually the first. First home opener that the Ottawa Red Blacks have ever lost. So I guess that makes Rick Campbell undefeated in Ottawa Red Blacks home openers.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. The walls had to come crashing down at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Lewis Ward, uh, the MOP of the Ottawa Red Blacks at this point in the season. Ty, I'm going to be a member of our nation the, the the ones that you get annoyed with i I think they have to look at Dominic Davis.
1: Can it get any worse? I don't think it can no here's so why the hell not because this isn't working. I think
0: while well, Nichols did throw the interception here but to me he doesn't look he doesn't look healthy to me hit the shoulder.
1: Mm -hmm. It doesn't
0: look like he is throwing balls with any authority at all out there. And You you talked about the Montreal Alouettes having no checkdowns or Vernon Adams not throwing checkdowns. It honestly Mm -hmm. looks like the Red Blocks offense is all (laughs) (laughs) checkdowns. Well,
1: that's a Matt Nichols offense.
0: Well, you'd hope you could get six or seven. They're getting two or three. Like it's
1: yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Um, so you know, Red Blacks fans are gonna get what they've wanted for years, <laughs> and you will reap what you sow. So enjoy, and I do hey, not feel sorry for you one iota. I do think at this point, Don,
0: Dominic Davis can probably is an improvement. push. He can probably push the ball downfield more effectively, or at least. Oh my god have a shot there it it looked to me like even if matt nichols had time he's taking that you know the three-yard play i get it and it it might become more confusing with uh dominic davis handing off to
1: ryan davis or handing off to justin davis throwing to ryan davis yeah (laughs)
0: Triple D on the Ottawa offense. But the, hey, hey, hey,
1: hey, hey, this is a family show.
0: <laughs> I think maybe just give the ball to Ryan Davis every single play because he had 14 touches in this one. Could have had an even better day. There was a couple drops on mm-hmm. the play, but when you're getting thrown to 11 yeah. times, <laughs> oh, man. It, it's it's bound to happen. He had 14 touches, tie.
1: Yeah, Uh, He had eleven, three three carries. No, eleven targets, but he had three carries, so he had fourteen touches. Yeah, Yeah. Um, that's not normal for Matt Nichols to be throwing to a receiver. I would expect Justin Davis or Anthony Gosselin to have you know the majority of those targets, much like Andrew Harris used to uh, in Winnipeg. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know why why Ottawa would have been excited for anything this season. You got your win at Edmonton. That's your Grey Cup. You're now starting Dom Davis, and yeah, it's probably going to be an improvement. But if Toronto keeps going like they are, Hamilton is, looks like they're back on track. And, you know, Montreal, with the talent there, you think they're going to turn around at some point. Something's got to change, or, you know, you're just going to be fighting with Montreal to stay out of the basement. So I, I, if, if you're Ottawa, you just hope that Dom Davis looks good. Or, you know. At, at, Looks like an improvement over Matt Nichols, and wait to see who's on the block or who's a free agent come February because I, I don't think you can re-sign Matt Nichols at this point.
0: Oh, when it when it started raining, raining they even struggled more.
1: You know, you know who didn't. You know who didn't struggle that much? Marshall Ferguson.
0: Hey, that was good to see him uh, call in his he was awesome. uh, first game on CFL on TSN.
1: Yeah. Friend, friend of the show. You're probably big time us now, though. <laughs> the
0: the red Blacks were without some vets on defense: Cleon Lang, Gump mm-hmm. Hayes, uh, uh, Sherrod Baltimore. But <laughs> they still name.
1: held their own, man. They did. Well, I mean, tw- I mean, 24 points in the season. Like, that's nothing. That, that's not terrible. Well, and they, they made it, some when your offense and- does
0: nothing. To support you. are on the you.
1: field for an hour. <laughs> you're on the field for 65 minutes of a 60-minute game. I don't know what you're expecting from your defense.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean,
1: I, I don't know. I'm starting to get why people think I hate Ottawa.
0: <laughs> I don't know if they'll wait for a bye week to throw Davis in there. Or maybe this is so the So he has week, that extra, yeah. Something definitely know. needs... It needs to happen there. I mean, the The fact is, they're not even taking shots. And I, I'm not a no. quarterback expert. I, I'm not a football expert, but it, it looks to me like just Nichols play one on the just... radio. <laughs> yeah, I just play one. Look at my pick 'em record. Then all of my <laughs> look at my fantasy scores. All of my like the sh- the the. The thimble of credibility I ever had—it's just gone. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't
1: exist. (laughs) It's okay. We're both kind of in the same boat. Although I am, I am crawling. I am crawling back to five hundred and pick them.
0: Well done. Slowly. Well done. Michael Riley has his second straight 300-yard game. He has Mm -hmm. a touchdown. He has a rushing touchdown as well. He's the only uh, BC line to have a rushing touchdown so far this season, but it's probably only a matter of time until Shaq Cooper gets one. He had 14 carries for 71 yards, but eight different receivers Riley connected with in the first half brought some injuries. Dom Rimes, his First catch, he had to leave the game. Lamar Durant looks like he had to exit the game with a non-contact injury, but that opened the door for Javon Katoy. A beautiful forty-six-yard touchdown for the Canadian. Mm-hmm.
1: F- five of five, ninety-three yards. Like you said, touchdown. Uh, Twenty-five hundred bucks on fantasy, and I, I would like to think that probably nobody had him. Like I at the He's so far down the depth chart that we were. You had to have injuries and Rhymes and Durant go down, and boom! Here he we've seen him produce. Uh, so it was nice to see him get get some snaps and and make the plays when he had the chance.
0: So two of the three top performing fantasy receivers this week were in this game, and neither of them were Brian Burnham or Lucky Whitehead. Tie.
1: Yes, that is that is <laughs> correct.
0: And they both combined. To cost $5,000.
1: That is correct.
0: (laughs) And if nobody gets
1: that reference, I'm sorry, I'm I'm keeping my shirt on.
0: (laughs) I'm always tempted to spend as much money as I can, but this week, if you had Michael Riley, Ryan Davis, Javon Katoy, Stephen Dunbar. You're quite happy because that's only, what, $16,000, 17000 right there. You haven't even spent half your money.
1: <laughs> and then you're probably going to cheat and not start a defense so you can just yeah. load up on the other positions.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe Katoy gets more involved here. We'll see what the injury statuses mm-hmm. are uh, for Durant and Rhymes this week. We've got Kenny the King Lawler. But we also have Jimmy, Macho Man, Camacho. Three for three, 49 yards was wouldn't his long be, field goal. would it be goal. Camacho Man? Well, they call him Macho Man, but I like Camacho Man. That's good.
1: Yeah, I think that's way better. That's like, oh, well, we have stir fry on Fridays. You know what we call it? Uh, stir Friday? Oh, that's Nailed. better, actually. Like Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's nothing new for me. <laughs> well, and now the BC Lions, uh, th- they get a bye, and then they play Ottawa again
1: in Vancouver. Oh. So it's basically three bye weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry this this year. It just it, it's not going to go well for you in Ottawa, and I hope you you guys are ready because I'm not going to stop.
0: <laughs> Doesn't it make it that much more remarkable
1: that they beat Edmonton? Yeah, that's it's like Bull Durham. How do we ever win eight? How'd they ever win one?
0: <laughs> Can you believe it? The Elks, bunch of lollygaggers, lost to Ottawa and they lost to Toronto one nothing. <laughs> for now, yeah, for now. <laughs> Oh, what a what a season, tie so far. What, what a, a season. What a week. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the last game <laughs> of the oh, this week. this will be fun. The Calgary Stampeders go to Winnipeg. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people maybe had Jake Mayer written off. But this guy, this guy is, <laughs> it's only been two games. And it sounds stupid, yeah. but... The Stampeders have struck gold again.
1: Yeah, which surprises nobody. I know. Like,
0: I don't know why I why I couldn't learn this or why I we didn't see this coming. And you know, you you spend you see the world
1: through green colored
0: glasses, and you won't admit it. No, I give I give Calgary (laughs) way more credit than. 98% 98% of Ryder Nation. <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
1: <laughs> that's because the Ryder fans just get all their info from Rod Peterson, and he's usually wrong most of the time. <laughs> Jake Mayer, uh,
0: 16 straight completions in the in the first half. That's a mm-hmm. Calgary Stampeders franchise record.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Man, uh, th- now things things got a little bit interesting as the game went on when it comes to the battle in the trenches uh, the the stampeders offensive line versus the the bombers defensive line and it became
1: big do you mean do you mean the fact that apparently Calgary signed Brock Lesnar over the past week <laughs> and put him and gave him Mike Rose's jersey like what was that
0: <laughs> Yeah that was a nice little German suplex.
1: Oh, man.
0: Uh, I saw people saying that shouldn't be rough, roughing the passer. And then the next one.
1: That's unnecessary roughness even if it's not the quarterback. So I don't know what the hell I know. people you are talking about.
0: You, you can't do that to the running back or the receiver. And then yeah. and then helmet to the chin of Kolaros saying that yeah. shouldn't be roughing the passer either. I,
1: nah, I don't know.
0: Those look pretty clear to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, it was pretty obvious. Um you can't suplex guys. You can't hit them in the chin with your helmet. Like, sorry, the rules changed a couple years ago. Where that stuff is, you know, not allowed. And it's not like players don't know. So it should be no surprise when there's a flag thrown. And you know, it's just people pissy that the game isn't as physical. Well, yeah, it isn't as physical because they're a. They're trying to cut down on injuries, especially to quarterbacks. Because I mean, without quarterbacks, the the game kinda of goes to crap. And, and trying to prolong guys' careers. Like I mean, I don't know if Zach is still playing if, you know, you can take his head off and not get flagged for it. Like if guys have to actually like wrap him up and take him down, I if they don't have to do that and they can hit him however they want, I don't know if he's still playing. Kadeem Carey was effective for the
0: Stampeders. He only mm-hmm. had eight carries, but he had 66 yards and a touchdown. He had four catches, another 26 yards there. Um, so they were able to rush the ball at Winnipeg quite yep. effectively. Uh, Ante Milanovic, Lee Trey had six carries for only the 14 yards, so he wasn't as effective as Carey. But I, I look at the Stampeders receivers, and Mayor going to be starting for the next little while. Him and Josh Huff yep. they, <laughs> they seem to be able to yep. connect here,
1: Ty. He just needs to uh work on his on his ball protection a little bit. Uh yeah. I, mean, a, I don't uh, I don't think that I don't think one fumble is really is a reason they lost, but I mean uh if you can't protect the football, it's gonna be really hard to stay in a lineup for Dave Dickinson. I know it's only one but still it doesn't look very good. Uh, But that was a big, big point in the game
0: where uh, Mm -hmm. the the Stampeders, it's third and one and a half. They end up passing it to Huff. Big gain, fumbles the ball. Adam Big Hill uh, recovers it, so they dodged a little bit of a bullet there. Um, But Kamar Jordan, seven catches, 77 yards. Huff with 92. Markeith Ambles, 58. And he was the most efficient passer in the game, Ty.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, if we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about Mayor going sixteen of sixteen. Well, he didn't finish the game perfect, but Marquise Ambles did.
0: <laughs> well, we learned on that play that Mayor can take a hit too. Oh, oh see, and my. if
1: I'm that DB, if I'm that DB, there's no chance I'm going low.
0: <laughs>
1: but I'm a prick.
0: You could tell Mayor felt that because <laughs> oh, not yeah. only. Did he take a hit to the thigh? His head bounced off the turf too yeah. when he flipped over. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh no! He, uh, and he got up and and went back behind center. And they they ran like it was. It, I I had no issue with that. Uh, yeah. You know, it, like you said, he proved he could take a hit. He obviously willing to take a hit to try to make a play. Um, yeah. I think if I'm Dave Dickinson, I'd rather him kind of give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't know if I really want to throw Michael O'Connor in there but uh you know, he, he was no worse for wear
0: <laughs> Andrew Harris makes his season debut he was uh, pretty mm-hmm. fired up they gave him the ball 17 times he only had the 81 yards so uh the stamps you know kind of you know kept him in check a little bit he did have a touchdown there the bomber mm. offense just looked more confident more more poised with Andrew Harris in the backfield but There were a few moments there where the bomber receivers probably could have supported Kalaros even a little little bit better. Uh, Kenny Lawler, he did have six catches, 94 yards. Hey, Ty, he had a rough drop there. Um, He almost Mm -hmm. had a long touchdown as well, ended up being down by contact. Probably took a little too long to figure that one out.
1: Um, I saw it on the first replay. I don't know how (laughs) everybody in the stadium missed it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> four catches 108 yards for Rashid Bailey that's a Tyrell in my roster special right there nice yeah Darvin Adams only the one catch for 14 yards so it's almost like there's a mm-hmm. bit of a changing in the guard in Winnipeg in the receiving core at least for now anyway
1: I don't know if it's a changing of the guard or just kind of taking what defenses are giving you I mean Darvin Adams has proven in this league that he is a deep threat
0: Mm-hmm. And he can make mm-hmm.
1: plays, so I think defense with him coming back, defenses are going to key on him a little more, and that's going to open up Lawler, Bailey, uh, you know, even Drew Rulatarski who didn't have a huge game, only had the one target. But I mean, it's still an option that defenses have to worry about.
0: This game got real interesting later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, good Jones on the offensive and it got, line. It
1: got real confusing for Glenn Suter.
0: <laughs> Good Jones uh, on the offensive line for Calgary ended up having to leave the game, so we get a rookie coming in. And oh my God, Will, Willie Jefferson was getting free runs at Jake Mayer. To his credit, yep. he was able to keep his poise. He looks like he's been playing in the league for five or six years. He, he's not panicking mm-hmm. back there or anything like that. The, oh. the next drive, the Stampeders were able to get more protection and keep him protected
1: uh, <laughs> against well, once the Good Jones' came pass back, rush. When, once he came, once Good Jones came back, and they put Bell in, in as extra protection as the tight end. Yeah, as the tight end, and then had Jefferson tripled, and he yeah. still <laughs> almost got to the quarterback. I was like, this guy might be good.
0: <laughs> so this game. It came down right to the right to the very end uh so the bombers here <laughs> they end up kicking the go ahead field goal with what about thirty seven seconds left, but mm-hmm. here's the deal the The first kick misses, but on the play, the bombers had a time count violation,
1: which I uh, in my opinion, I think they blew it too early. I I don't think it I don't think it was. I I know the TV clock isn't official, but that was the only one I could see. And to me, I mean the clock had just barely hit zero and I know by rule that's what it's supposed to be. But you always have that extra, you know, half a second to a second because the ref has to see the zeros and then see the ball hasn't been snapped and I I I just I I think they might have threw it early. I don't know. I didn't see. You can't see the official clock and we know the TV one isn't official. Uh, it just seemed like they blew it down early. But at the same time, how are you taking a time count violation on a field goal attempt? You know <laughs> well, what the play it, call is.
0: That's interesting to me because I, I thought that the, the clock was expired for maybe a second or two before they even snapped it, at least according to the TV. And then oh, <laughs> maybe it's my streaming
1: that was screwed up. I don't know.
0: And then you're thinking but maybe you also spoiled with, it for me. The, so I was looking for it. What, Oh, you were delayed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I can watch it in HD.
0: (laughs) So, like, if, man, if they wouldn't have called the timeout. But anyway, time count violation. Winnipeg goes back five yards. Leggio gets another (laughs) shot at it. Kicks the go-ahead field goal. Stampeders got 37 seconds left. And the play calling on Winnipeg's drive there. They were taking shots deep when they had 90 seconds left. I'm like, come on. You got lots of clock to play with here.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this. I know Glenn Suter doesn't. Did you know that the clock stops after every play? (laughs) Until they spot the ball? Yes. So that gives you some extra time right there. You don't necessarily have to get out of bounds. Um, You don't need to... you don't need to throw the ball 30 yards on, like, to like. I don't get it. I, it made zero sense. It worked out in the end, but it, it looked stupid.
0: Winnipeg had lots of clock to play with, and they really just uh, weren't doing it. And then when it got down to third and one, the way that the Winnipeg offensive line had performed with the quarterback sneaks, man. <laughs> I had
1: zero but, confidence.
0: They they maybe could have went for it. Well, they missed the first kick. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, what's the difference? Calgary gets the ball, thirty seven seconds left, and they've got time. And there was a key drop. Herji Myala had nobody around him. He would he would have had it, you know, ten yards, eight yards closer. To the field goal for Renee Paredes who uh, had a 52-yard attempt with no time on the clock. His career long is 52, and it looks like maybe it was three feet wide. The Bombers win 18-16. Short,
1: like I went through six playoff holes of golf this afternoon. I was really open for an overtime game. <laughs> yeah, if, if
0: Leggio would have lost or missed it, but hammered it through the end zone, that would have been that would have been the perfect way. Yeah. Uh, to end this game a lot went on in that last 90 seconds and i know there was only 30 there was only 34 total points there but it was uh it was a fun kind of heavyweight tilt between the bombers and the stamps
1: yeah and it was like a drag them out knock them like knock them down drag them out fight it was it was fun to watch and and as low scoring as it was it wasn't for it wasn't because of offensive ineptitude I, i don't think like i mean but Mired through for three hundred yards. Kolaros had a pretty decent day at two forty three for Zach. Like that's a really good day for Zach Kolaros, if we're being honest.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
1: Right. Like I mean, it the the defenses showed up, and you know, yeah, they. I mean, Kadeem Carey had a touchdown. Andrew Harris had a touchdown. But I mean, nothing nothing crazy went on. Uh, the defenses kind of held it. Kind of held the offenses in check, and and it. Got physical and it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. It was probably the best game of the weekend, which I think we expected, but I just yeah. don't think we expected it to go like that.
0: Adam Big Hill had his 700th career tackle. He had eight tackles in <laughs> this game. Darnell Sain had recovery. three. He's he's playing really good. I mean, yeah, this was a a pretty fun game to watch, and I think the games are still getting better. We're still waiting for that. Offensive explosion, you know. Yeah. Uh, at least well, maybe, one team. Maybe Dom
1: Davis is the answer.
0: Maybe he is, and then uh, he gets in there and takes the Red Blacks to the promised land. You never know. To what?
1: Three, <laughs> three and eleven. <11?
0: laughs> My. Uh, my fantasy week ended up being all right. I had seventy four and a half points. If I had a better quarterback, it would have looked a lot
1: better. Are you saying if your quarterback struggles, that your whole team will struggle? Because that's huge. If true, Uh
0: you know what? <laughs> if that Kenny Lawler touchdown stood, I would have beat you, and uh, my quarterback would have had a quarter of the points of your guys. So
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember this being horseshoes.
0: <laughs> Ryan Davis, uh, 16 points, $2,500. Mm-hmm. Kenny Lawler had 15 for me. So I ended up getting my first win in the Fantasy Challenge over Mike Graham from Podski. We, we finally getting getting that done. But who were the other fantasy leaders this week, Ty? Uh,
1: at quarterback, once I get my mouse to work, uh, quarterback Mike Riley, who was in my lineup with 24, Dane Evans, 17.7, and Meyer with fourteen. Uh, points for Calgary. Running back position, Kadeem Carey, 19.2. Andrew Harris, 16.6. Sean Thomas-Erlington at 14.5. Hamilton got the running game going? What? Um, but I mean, <laughs> other than that, the other two, you know, suspect one, and su- the usual suspects. And the wide receivers was um, Stephen Dunbar Jr. at 21.5, Katoy at <laughs> 20.3, and Ryan Davis at 16.2. A combined salary of 7500 to-
0: <laughs> that is the beauty and the terror and horror of fantasy no, football. Because just the worst. You could have spent $7,500 on those three players or $7,700 on William Stanback, who scored
1: 5.2. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: who had a 200-yard game against Hamilton in 2019.
1: Yeah. Oh, hey, did you also know that Mike Miller is really good on special teams?
0: I did not. Yeah.
1: I, I thought Rob was in the booth. Turn, turns out it was Glenn <laughs> Suter the entire time. <laughs> this, this doesn't episode, know the rules.
0: This episode of Two and Out brought to you by Rumi. Cold drafts, flickering lights, and where's that leak coming from? If you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home, Rumi's Ask a Home Inspector service can help. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call. Get your questions answered. Rumi will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY, or when you might need to call in some professional help. Visit Rumi.ca. That's R U M I.ca, and book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment today. Ty, the the fantasy numbers are going to be up on Two and
1: Yes, they will be. I will post them. Probably tonight or schedule it for first thing in the morning. You know, I like to keep the people waiting.
0: Yeah, people are like uh, reading your your numbers from all over the world.
1: And again, don't know why.
0: <laughs> we'll talk to you Thursday. i tell you to listen, but I really don't have a reason
1: why. Oh, it's because it's before Labor Day already. Can you believe it? And I have the long weekend off recovering from your second dose. Well, I think that that what I'm going to do is get it on the Saturday when I get home and then get excessively drunk, and then when I wake up Sunday, I won't know if it's side effects or a hangover, and I'll just ride that for two days.
0: (laughs) I love that strategy, man.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's worked in the past.
0: (laughs) We'll talk to you in a few days. Make sure you give Two It Out a rating. Just Say, I love this show, but I don't know why in your rating, and five-star it. Just don't one-star it. That's all I'm asking. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, or do, whatever. You do you. I mean, we did lose the Steve Dangle. Congrats to him for the podcast award. No,
1: no, I... No. (laughs) There's one person on this planet that I cannot stand more than... More than Andrew Scheer, I'm going to say it. It's Steve Dangle.
0: <laughs> He's now our arch enemy. We'll talk to he was, you. On Thursday. He, he was my
1: arch enemy well before the podcast awards. Let's make that clear. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.